0: This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 245, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 11th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans, this is episode 245, it's the Comic Reviews episode for the week of Wednesday, February the 11th. I'm actually recording this on uh, February the 12th. So I haven't had a chance to read a lot of comics that came out this week, but I knew that my upcoming schedule would not permit me to do a reviews episode on time otherwise, so we're doing it a little bit earlier than expected. Uh, It's still coming out around Monday or Tuesday, but uh, if you're wondering why I've only talked about seven comics, that would be the reason. I am your host, Adam Chapman. Let's jump in and talk about some comics. Uh, First up we have All New X-Men 36 which finally sees the end of the crossover with the Ultimate Universe and man was it kind of pointless and unnecessary and overly long. Yes it was. All those things yes. Uh, Artwork by Mahmoud Azrar it's written by Brian Michael Bendis. We finally see the end of the storyline they go up against Doctor Doom. Uh, They're able to stop Doom able to team up with the uh, the um, the mutant who sent them to this world in the first place. They get Uh, They look at a few alternate realities as they try to help her, and then are finally able to get back to their home. Um, It just felt very unimportant overall. Like, I don't really know what the point of the storyline was. Um, It didn't feel like it really added much of anything, except for the idea that now Hank McCoy really wants to change things at the end. But again, in classic Bendis fashion, he has, um, you know, Hank be like, oh, you know, I want to do something. Like, on the last page, he's saying... Um, I saw yet another version of us, a world where the mutant condition is even worse, where evil, real evil is everywhere. I'm sick of it, Gene. We need to change this world and we need to do it now. And she says, what does that mean? And he just gives this look. And I'm like, that's so typical to how he likes to end these issues. Um, So I'm actually kind of looking forward to Bendis leaving the X-Books. I mean, all new was so good when it started. I never was a huge fan of the, where uncanny was going. The first arc was all right, but everything since then never quite especially the current arc, which takes forever to happen. I mean, I've been looking at a lot of old comics, and you'd actually have, like, a complete story idea, and it takes him forever to get something across, and I know that he's doing it for the sake of characterization, but really the characterization isn't that good. um, Or just... It's so plotting that it, it, it's painful. You need to have some plot progression. And here we finally have some plot, but again, it just ends so simply. Like, oh, well, we're done, and we found the mutant, and now we're going to go back home. Like, so what was the point of, like what was this, five issues or something? Like It felt like it went on forever, and I just felt really irritated by the end. The artwork's nice, but again, the story leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, so I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. I'm just kind of fed up with the slow slow pace and the way that Bendis just does spe- specific things. He, he does it every time uh next issue is amazing spider-man number 14 which is the last chapter of spider-verse Ugh, spider-verse was terrible let's just say it um there's like one or two issues i really liked in the entire arc most of them i was giving fives and sixes though uh it's not that good a story um it doesn't even feel like a spider-man story um if you just read the main story and not the tie-ins a bunch of stuff doesn't quite make sense um which i guess is fine but it just it just felt like the whole thing was was over a little fast and um, never really made a lot of sense. It definitely changes key aspects of the original, inher- uh, the way that Morlun and his ilk were originally written. When originally he showed up, he was hunting any type of totem, not just spider totems. And if they can do time jumping, why don't they go to times when it's not so difficult to fight characters? And it wasn't radiation so much that it was the anathema, or whatever, the, the bad thing that hurt um, Morlun. It was more the fact that like, the science sullied the mysticism. Um, and that injecting himself with more radioactivity kind of brought out that aspect. So I just I wasn't a huge fan. The artwork by Coley and Coipel was nice, although Coley's aspects felt a little felt a little rushed. Uh, but in general, I just found it wasn't that engaging a story. I wasn't that into it. Um, I don't even understand where they leave off. Like I thought, somewhere in the story, we'd have Superior Spider-Man disappear to go back to his point in continuity, where eventually he would. Uh, You know, lose and like turn himself back, kill himself, sorry, and then let Peter return. And so we didn't even get to see that, so I guess that'll be in the epilogue. But I just felt like this was a painful slog. Um, I'm surprised that this was only like a standard sized issue, too. Like, you would have expected it to be longer, considering it's the big ending to this big storyline that ended up being kind of a mess and not nearly as interesting as they wanted it to be. I'm going to give it a five, and I think I'm being charitable, to be honest. Uh, next up is Batman Eternal 45, we're getting closer and closer to the end, um, the end of this issue I liked because we got a sense of the next stop, which oh, in some ways reminded me of Hush, but it took, like, Hush had, you know, a storyline where you had a lot of different villains, and it was, it was a detective story, and, you know, it was kind of like, he eventually saw Ra's al Ghul, saw Joker, all these characters, and we're kind of seeing a little bit of that in Eternal, but it's not nearly as concise and condensed and interesting. Uh, this issue is uh, written with stories by Scott Snyder, James Tynion and the Fourth. Ray Fox does the script and Kyle Higgins and Tim Seeley are the consulting writers with Yavi Fernandez on art. Not a big fan of the art. I'm not a big fan of the mysticism aspect of the story uh, which has never really engaged me. The parts of Bluebird and Spoiler are really interesting but the rest, a little bit, uh, again, more of a slog. And then um, the, uh, the idea that it's all leading to Ra's al Ghul very cool concept. That part's exciting, but the rest of the issue, no thanks. Uh, I'm going to give it a 5. That's 3-5 so far. Hopefully there's something good soon. Oh, look, there is. Uh, Darth Vader number 1. Um, I wasn't originally going to read this. I was just going to stick to the main ongoing. But this was actually a really, really solid and enjoyable read. In fact, I sur- I was very surprised. I, I I don't know what I was expecting by Kieran Gillen and Salvador LaRocca. First of all, I was not expecting this LaRocca. The artwork looks amazing, uh, much better than I would have expected. Very photorealistic at uh, a lot of points. Obviously, there's a lot of reference points for the characters that he's um, he's illustrating here. I really, really dug it. The story was really strong. It nicely kind of jives with what was going on in um, in Star Wars. and I didn't expect a crossover between the two titles, so it's interesting to see a little bit of that. Um, although except for at the very end we see a little bit more about what happened with him and Luke in Star Wars number two. Besides that you didn't really feel like you needed much of m- much prior knowledge of Star Wars number one and two as it gives a really concise breakdown and it, it, you, you don't need to have known that much else. again, uh, really solid uh, maybe there's not even a, maybe a lot going on, but it's just it feels like a, it feels like you're watching a movie. Which is what a Star Wars comic should feel like. Um, it, it really is a. It's interesting to see Darth Vader written this way, be, just because in the original trilogy, made, like in the first one, I don't know how many how much of the aspects of of what would happen later were known. But here, because it's set after the first movie, but we already know what happens in movies one, two, and three, which they wouldn't have the audiences wouldn't have known at that time. It is able to add a, a nice layer of subtext that would not have been able to exist previously. Uh, prior to the new trilogy being produced, um, a really good issue. Uh, good to see uh, Jabba. Uh, good to see you know him kind of confronted by Vader. Uh, seeing Vader kind of dealing with um, with uh, the Emperor, and the Emperor is very displeased with him after what happened with the Death Star. Again, extremely well written, some fantastic artwork. Uh, This might just be one of the strongest reads of the week. I mean, I've only read seven comics, but so far it's definitely one of the strongest that I've read. In fact, it is the strongest comic I've read all week. Uh, Next up is New Suicide Squad. This is issue number seven. Now, we've gotten a glimpse of what the New Suicide Squad is going to be, which looks terrible, which I'll talk about in a future podcast um black hand how the fuck is he on suicide squad I'm sorry for my language but that just doesn't even make any sense uh, this issue it's all right it has aspects of it I think are really interesting the dead shot spots really cool the fact that this um... This character who's been kind of controlled and is more like a robot at this point going after the suicide, that part's cool. But the continued character assassination of this version of Reverse Flash was painful. Um, I just don't care about this version of um, Harley Quinn. Captain Boomerang and uh, Black Manta are probably the most interesting characters in terms of their own um, way they're written as they go up against this uh, character. I liked how this enemy character was written. So that part was cool. But again, and even Man Bat was cool, but... It just feels like such a, um, an odd book in terms of how it's kind of written and, and developed, and even the art, again, isn't always the greatest, although at times it's actually quite strong. Um, yeah, it just feels like such an odd book, and it feels like it doesn't really know what it is. Uh, like, it doesn't even know what kind of book it wants to be, what kind of team it even is. It's just such an odd book. It's an Odd Beast. Uh, It's written by Sean Ryan, artwork by, well, Breakdowns by Tom Derenick with uh, Rob Hunter and Vicente Sefuentes are listed as the artists. Um, I'm going to give it a six. It had aspects that were really good, but then it had a lot of kind of chaff or elements that were just kind of bringing it down. And the whole idea that they're in this weird what Chinese version of Metropolis complete with the Daily Planet was kind of stupid. Is complete with an actual like globe above the Daily Planet, and then the very end what might happen to Harley Quinn? Who the fuck cares? I'm sorry, I just didn't didn't like it. <laughs> didn't really do it for me. Uh, next up is suicide, uh, Sorry, six eh. secret six number two. Didn't like this either. I thought this was actually pretty bad. Um, the story was really plotting. I don't. It wasn't very engaging. Uh, the artwork by Ken Lashley. I just hated it. It's just not. Maybe if this was a cleaner better illustrated book maybe it would be more interesting but so far no thanks it's nowhere near the original secret six uh gail simone i don't know what's happened to her like i i feel like maybe it's mainly the art that i have a problem with and maybe if the art wasn't so terrible that maybe it would be a a better read Uh, as it is i'm going to give it a five out of five sorry five and a half out of five it just wasn't good and the last book this has been a relatively quick episode, For thanks for joining us for this 15-minute podcast or less. Uh, it was Spider-Woman number four, which I didn't really like either. Written um, by Dennis Hopeless, artwork by Greg Land. It was this weird kind of epilogue that takes place after Spider-Verse, um, but it didn't feel like a very good epilogue. It says Spider-Verse, but it should have just said Spider-Verse epilogue. It's not important at all for for really understanding Spider-Verse uh, in the least. And then we have Jessica Drew basically decide that she's going to quit the Avengers and go on her own. I didn't need an entire issue of her trying to go and talk to Steve Rogers and tell him that. Um, the artwork's pretty because it's Greg Land and it's not as much photo reference as you would expect. There was a few things that really bugged me, though. Uh, one was the odd use of um, of uh, Eminem lyrics, which I was like, is that really what they're doing here? And then and then it was. And I was like, ugh, Really? It's, and then they like kind of mentioned it and um, pointed it out, and I thought that was kind of painful. And then there's a, a part with Gwen Stacy as well, which I just t- didn't like at all. Um, the whole I, like Even mentioning Fridging, um, a little bit too self-aware uh, in a comic that just you know, le- leaves a lot to be desired on its own. Um, and again, the artwork was, was not bad for Greg Land, but uh, this story could have been a lot better. I'm trying to find the exact spot I'm thinking of with the, the Gwen Stacy comment, which just wasn't necessary. Um, oh yeah, uh, Silk says best not to think of it. All universes are screwy. I don't know how she knows that, but all right. And Gwen Stacy or Spider Gwen says, "I know, right? Somehow in yours, I'm Peter Parker's dead girlfriend, fridged off a bridge." Yeah, I don't. I don't need you saying that in the comic, thanks. I get it. Uh, I'm going to give it a 6, mainly because of the strong art, but this story left a lot to be desired. Hopefully with this brand new direction that they've been touting and the new costume, hopefully it'll be better. Because so far, that this wasn't it. Uh, and seeing Carol and Jessica together only reminded me of Carol and another Jessica in Alias, which I talked about recently on a, a recent episode. So... Anyways, that is, uh, that's everything that came out this particular week. Or well, not everything. That's what I read this particular week. Uh, what I didn't get a chance to read or won't read, a combination thereof, include the following. Arrow Season 2.5, number 5. Astro City, number 20. Coffin Hill, number 15. Constantine, 22. Earth 2, World's End, number 19. Fables of the Wolf Among Us, number 2. FBP, Federal, B- Federal Bureau of Physics, number 18. Green Lantern Corps, 39. Harley Quinn, Valentine's Day Special, number 1. Hell, uh, sorry, that didn't come out. Injustice Gods Among Us Year 3, Number 9. Um, Justice League 3014. Justice League United, Number 9. Clarion, Number 5. Mortal Kombat X, Number 2. New 52 Futures End, 41. Scooby Doo, Where Are You, Number 54. Smallville Season 11, Continuity, Number 3. World's Finest, 31. Old New Captain America, Fear Him, Number 2. Old New Ghost Rider, Number 11. Bucky Barnes, Winter Soldier, Number 5. Captain Marvel, 12. Cyclops, 10. Guardians 3000 number five, Guardians of the Galaxy number 24, uh, which is part of the Black Vortex crossover, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble season two number four, Nightcrawler 11, Thanos vs Hulk number three, Thor number five, Wolverine number six, X Force 15, and X Men 24. Uh, then, if we look forward to next week, um, some of the, um, the kind of the highlights that will be coming out on I guess February the 18th uh, include some of the following books. So from DC Comics, some of the upcoming titles include the following. Uh, if my computer will respond and give me that list. So some of those uh, those particular titles include the following. Got Batman Blink, trade paperback. I don't even know what that's supposed to be. Uh, new issue of Batman Superman, which I'm looking forward to. Um, there's the Damien Son of Batman, trade paperback. Don't buy it. It's it's just not good. Uh, that would be my recommendation anyway. Uh, new Green Lantern, New Guardians, Volume 5, God Killers. Uh, there's, let's see, Mortal Kombat X number one has a second printing. A uh, new issue of Justice League is coming out. There's the Multiversity Masterman uh, one-shot. Uh, there's, um, let's see, new issues of Superman Wonder Woman, Teen Titans, Trinity of Sin, and Wonder Woman. Um, over at uh, Mar- uh, Imager Secret Identities number one. Uh, From Marvel, there's going to be all-new Captain America number four. There's the Amazing Spider-Man hardcover Who Am I, which is from a digital first originally. Uh, Avengers World Returns with issue 17. I was just talking about in episode, I guess, 243, about where the hell was um, Avengers World, so it's nice to see it back with a Time Runs Out kind of bridging storyline. Axis gets a trade paperback for Carnage and Hobgoblin. Both were actually pretty good miniseries, so it's nice to see them collected. Uh, The New Warriors trade paperback... um, that the volume that led up, like kind of set the stage for how the characters would be portrayed in Civil War, is coming back in a Civil War prelude uh, tree paperback called New Warriors. Uh, Daredevil's second tree paperback called West Case Scenario comes out. Uh, also, we've got new issues of Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, uh, Nova. There's the third tree paperback of Savage Wolverine called the Wrath. The launch of Silk, which. Who cares? She-Hulk number 12. I thought that was actually already canceled, so it's nice to see another issue. Uh, Silver Surfer number 9 comes out. You have the Ultimate X-Men Ultimate Collection Trade Paperback Volume 5, X-Men Trade Paperback Volume 4 for the current run called Exogenous, Exogenous, and uh, new issues of Wolverines, Storm, and as I said, Silver Surfer, and then also the first trade paperback for Storm called Make It Rain. So that's uh, some of the highlights for next week on the 18th, so thanks for joining me. Uh, I have been your host, Adam Chapman. We'll see you next time. Uh, next reviews episode coming out in a week. Uh, we'll be talking about some good comics, hopefully, hopefully better comics than this week. Because as I as I just mentioned, not the greatest week for uh, for at least for the comics I've read so far. Because they were. Kind of not that great, unfortunately. So thanks for joining me, and we'll catch you next time. You can email me at comicshenenigans at gmail.com, like the show on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, um, and also post in our H. threads as well. Thank you again, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.